Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. And joining us today is Tommy Kirk, who is Chief Operating Officer of HelloTech. Very interesting. This is really a, a, a small-town innovator, a company that helps entrepreneurs and innovators uh, you know, make their dreams come true. An interesting challenge, Tommy. Thank you for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, always uh, interested in, in staying connected and plugged into anything uh, manufacturing here in the States. Well, then you got to oh, tune I- in to us every week. Right. Yes, sir. I, I, I have uh, tuned in before, and uh, I, I got off the wagon, so I fell off the wagon. I'm going to try to get back on. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, everyone, uh, uh, Tommy's got really an interesting company. Uh, I'm going to let him tell you about it, but just for a little heads up, uh, Tommy does uh, a lot of the uh, uh, consulting and helping uh, inventors and uh, give them the uh, ability to hear the outside view of what he thinks they should be doing and helping them get it done. And also has his own manufacturing plant where he actually does some of the work for his clients. So that's a pretty neat approach. So why don't you tell us about it, Tommy? Yeah, I'll be glad to. Um, so, um, the way we sort of started out in in the contract manufacturing world, we uh, we were doing some uh, meter bases for ABB, uh, the electrical company, and then we started doing some stuff for uh, Eaton Corporation. Uh, and what we found is that uh, it's really hard to uh, land, you know, uh, contract manufacturing uh, jobs, um, being it's just you have to keep this really deep and uh and full pipeline of projects moving because you you always had people that really weren't ready to uh to to use a contract manufacturer just because they didn't they hadn't followed a a good path of making sure they had all of their market research um done the uh, prototyping properly all kinds of things that were missing so uh, a lot of times those products, even though they were great, would die on the vine. Uh, so in doing all that for five, seven, eight years, we decided to take a little bit of different approach and go at it sort of like um, uh, these shows on TV, I think it's Shark Tank and a couple other things, where we go out and we go try to find these uh, startups. Uh, could be guys that have maybe they've been in business for two or three years, but they've sort of had that failure to launch uh, going on. They've got a great product, uh, just don't know how to really deliver the me- correct messaging to the uh, uh, their uh, their audience. Uh, don't know how to really educate the consumer on what they have, and so we decided to do it sort of like Shark Tank, where we pull in all these different products, talk to all these inventors, get them started on the right path. And then we choose uh, probably five or six new products a year, and we help fund their uh, prototyping, the first articles, uh, run the short uh, 
production runs to get their products out for uh, the uh, marketing, get some feedback, and then come back and do an official launch and go to uh, go to market. So that's how we really started making uh, a lot of headway and getting enough uh, enough projects in the pipeline to keep a contract manufacturing company in business. Because uh, what we found as well is that we just uh, we were a sort of our I don't want to say uh, uh, we we failed because we did well, but it's sort of like the better we uh, helped our customer, the the less they needed us down the road, you know. So sure, uh, we we realized we had to uh, have a little bit different type of turnover. So that's sort of the gist of what it is. We we now pick these uh, these entrepreneurs to work with. We want to make sure that they're sort of equally yoked with us and what we feel is important as uh, just human beings, how we want to treat each other, how we want to do business with each other, and we want to make sure that, you know, we have like-mindedness when it comes to doing business. So how does it flip over to the uh, from the help, helpful aspect of the uh, counseling and consulting of how to get things done to over to the actual manufacturing. Uh, was that part of the original plan? Or? Yeah, it was. We we felt like if we could um, if we could do the consulting with those guys, sort of, you know, we give them a little bit, which is sort of risky for us and our, you know, with our resources, we we give of ourselves a little bit early on to help lead and guide them because a lot of these uh, entrepreneurs, they really don't know how to talk to banks. They don't really know how to prepare a uh, P&L and a balance sheet, a pro forma. They don't really know how to go out and get um, uh, funding, for one. Or if they have funding themselves, they tend to spend it on the wrong things, uh, like not doing the correct market research in the beginning. Uh, because if you're in a, you know, uh, if you're in a uh, red waters, you know, the bloody waters of competition, you got to really understand what your uh what your uh, uh selling proposition is you got to understand how you're going to differentiate and why people uh, would choose to go with your product over somebody else's so it's 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 really it's, it's a mix of things so yeah yeah Tommy, you have a couple of bullet points that uh, you shared with us and you've touched on some touchstones of mine and certainly one that is making a difference across America at the moment with COVID-19 sweeping the nation, that is made in America, made in the USA, and why it matters. Do you want to touch on that for our audience? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not to try to – I don't want to get political, but, um, you know, oh, the way – <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, here's the way I no. look at it. As Americans, we're either going to pay now or we're going to pay later. So why not pay for the the Made in America uh, products now instead of them, if we send them overseas, we're still going to pay for it down the road in some form or fashion, whether it's inflation, you name it, there's probably a dozen ways we're going to pay for it. We're paying for it right now. So, uh, I think tariff is one you of know, the big ones. Yeah, so it's – if we would have never sent it over there and we would have figured out a way to explain it to the consumer how this 
product being made here is of extreme value, uh, the quality. Um, we just got to challenge our, our entrepreneurs and our inventors to think of it that way. Most of the people that call me up, they want to know how cheap I can make their product. And I turn right around and I ask them, I said, how much can you sell your product for? Because if you can answer that the right way and you can make it a great value, then what difference does it make really at the end of the day how cheap I can make it? Okay? Um, right. So, that, and it's hard because it's it's sort of like, I don't know if there is a class that I don't know of, if there's some video online that teaches entrepreneurs to just go for the cheapest way to manufacture something right off the bat. I don't know who teaches that. I've never listened to anybody. I've never heard any TED Talks on, here, go get this made as cheap as possible and outsource it to uh, China, you know, or wherever, a developing country. But for some reason, everybody wants to do that. I, I don't get it. I really don't. Um, but uh, I try to um, take the uh, let's take the Yeti cooler model. You know what I mean? Not saying where it's made or whatever, but who would have imagined we'd have been spending four hundred dollars for a cooler that we normally give forty bucks for? Um, but but what it proves is that if something is perceived to be of high value and longevity, and you're really buying an heirloom, people will pay 10x for it. Mm-hmm. That's really what it proves to me, you know. So Right, uh, right. But, you know, well, at the end of the day, to answer your question, is we're going to pay for it. It's just do you want to do it now and know exactly what it's going to be, or do you want to leave it up to chance and not have any idea what it's going to cost us really in the long run? Yeah, clearly uh, we, we're experiencing that challenge now. You know, another touch point is pursuing your passion. Um, I think this is a place where many entrepreneurs get uh, confused, and they're not uh, grasping just what it takes to pursue their passion. What is your message to them in those conversations, Tommy? Man, that is a great question because I, I, I talk about this a lot. Um how I usually start out when I start a conversation with somebody that has a product, the first thing I ask them is, what do you really want to be doing? Because what I find is is that their, the expectation that they've set in their mind is not really connected to reality at the end of the day as to being in manufacturing and making this product, okay? So the first thing I ask them is, hey, what do you want to do? How do you want to spend your time? You know, do you want to be out on the forefront selling and educating people on this product? Um, would you just like to be an inventor and you just want to churn out these products? There's different paths for each one of those. Or at the end of the day, do you just want to make your product and manufacture it yourself, distribute it yourself? Because there's a lot of challenges in that today due to high mix, low volume, um, uh, making sure that your product is staying up on the cutting edge and that you're getting the new, everybody wants, every six months, they want a new iPhone, you know, they want a new this, they want a new that. So to go and try to manufacture one product without a suite of products and then 10 products or iterations in your pipeline to, to pump out, it's really difficult. Uh, it's extremely difficult. 
So when you talk about passion, let's figure out really what do you what are you good at? You know, we do we actually all of our inventors that we talk to and entrepreneurs that we coach, we have them do a personality test. It's called culture index. And what it does, it tells us who they are as far as autonomy, sociability, how uh, what kind of pace do they like? Do they like to real deep thinking, or do they like quick pace? Are they super detailed? Are they do they need 20 pieces of information to make a decision, or three? Um, because we want to understand who we're working with, and it will help us better um, communicate that to the inventor and say, hey, yeah. You think you want to go do this, but here's what it really involves. Do you really, can you see yourself doing this eight or ten hours a day? You know, because if, if let's say you wanted to be an accountant, but you're not detail-oriented, you're really quick-paced, you're not a real deep thinker, uh, after about two hours, uh, your ears are going to be steaming, and uh, you're, going to be, you're going to be the guy getting up, walking around, and get, not getting anything done. You know what I mean? So... It's really, really important that you connect your passion with still what you can do on a day-to-day basis and what you can maintain and manage yourself. Uh, I think that word passion gets used very loosely, and it's almost deceiving to people. Um, I love what I do. I'm extremely passionate about coaching entrepreneurs because I want them to be successful here. Uh, in the U.S., manufacturing here. I want them to look at the different options they have. But guess what? Um, probably two hours a day, I don't really love what I do, you know, because, <laughs> you know, I have to do the paperwork. I have to make sure I'm dotting I's and crossing T's. And um, I started out as a machinist and tool and die maker. But w- the reason it worked well for me is because I could – spend an hour writing a program then I could just go run a machine you know and that was a good mixture for me if I have to sit and write CNC programs all day I'd pull my hair out you know so (laughs) I just I just think that's a I think that's a very loose term that's not there's not a lot of meat to that given when you talk about play to your passions and I'm all about playing to your strengths and and uh, understanding what your weaknesses are and being self-aware, but um, I'm not real. I'm not, uh, that word's not real popular with me, even though I do want to make sure people are doing what they what they enjoy doing most of the time. Okay, I think that's a good expectation. Uh, Tommy, you know you've brought up so many different points from uh, two different aspects. One from uh, consulting and. Uh, Um, uh, almost a psychologist uh, on how to deal with or how your clients deal with themselves uh, and learn uh, new things and new ways of doing things. And I think over the last three, four, uh, Tim and I have been doing uh, these podcasts now for uh, about six years, and I've been in manufacturing uh, just short of uh, 50 years. And... Hmm. um, the, the the changes in the way people think and the way that they are running their businesses today, I think is radically different. There's a long way to go, especially with the small to medium size, who I would think is probably a good part of your uh, uh, market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I even told you the story that I went to the uh, New Jersey State Caucus 
uh, hearings uh, about a year or two ago and uh, to talk about manufacturing in the state of New Jersey. And they invited other uh, uh, companies to be there as witnesses to give testimony as to what's going on. And they literally had a real hard time getting manufacturers to take two hours off from what they do, whatever it is they're doing, take two hours off to go to the uh, caucus meeting to give information so the state, you know, here's a state that's actually trying to do something to help you, and you don't have enough time to go and do it. And it was very, uh, very deceiving uh, in in terms of what the state was capable of filling when they couldn't get the information from the people who needed the help. So uh, I, I found that uh, trem- tremendously uh, interesting. And, and things have changed. Uh, and I, I, I would think that uh, you would probably be in agreement with that. Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, it, it's the whole landscape is uh, is really changing. The, the I would say the quick pace in which technology is, what do they say, about every three to six months it's doubling, something like that. I'm, I don't yeah. don't cite me as a uh, expert right. on that, that statistic, but um, it, it's at an alarming rate. And, uh, you know, we're dealing, We I have a division that deals in robotics, and we have a team of probably 10 or 12 people just trying to keep us on the cusp of how that uh, whole arena is changing in regards to printed circuit boards and uh so it there there is not a playbook out here for what we are experiencing as entrepreneurs um don't cite me on this statistic but somewhere around i think they say less than one percent of the small businesses in the united states uh make it to be ten million dollars of revenue or more um i think i saw that in one of my uh one of the CEO uh, Vistage uh, talks that I was in, and mm-hmm. it, it's there's people got to realize they need to lean on mentors, they need to lean on small groups, they need to lean on uh, manufacturing talk radio for this information. We have to be sponges at this point in time because there is a lot of good information uh, out there, and it's ever changing. And if you are sitting idle and you're not reading every day and you're not investing in yourself uh you're doing yourself a disservice uh, because it is changing rapidly and we need all the help we can get i'm in a vistage i'm in a ceo group myself i had my meeting this morning and we did it all via zoom but uh we had the one of the um finance advisors from ballantyne uh doing a uh talk with us just making sure we're looking at the right things and most of the stuff we're doing but there was a couple things i'm like man i didn't think about that you know so we need people like you guys and uh myself continuing to uh push the envelope and and, and really help and get these small business owners the uh the information they need which is you know like sba and what they're doing uh, i think is sure. great um, sure. You know, get involved with your local economic development. There's tons of resources there. Um, I don't think, you know, I'm not saying I'm 100% uh, happy with the resources that are available for manufacturing people. I think it's 
Uh, I don't know. I'm probably 50-50. Um, I think there's a lot we can do uh, from the private sector, and that's pretty much who we have to lean on. Uh, but it, you're exactly right. It is changing so fast. Uh, di- yeah, different landscape. Relying on the government is uh, a difficult choice, uh, oh, especially yeah. when you do have so much more out there. And, I, and again, I want to repeat the um, – uh, I, I mentioned it to you earlier about the uh, Paycheck Protection Program that was passed last Friday. Everybody in this country should be going out uh, to their local bank that they have a relationship with and tell them you want information about the uh, Paycheck Protection Program. And uh, it's basically a loan from the SBA, but it's a crazy kind of loan. If you use all the money for salary, health care, and rent, you don't have to pay it back. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) I was amazed. amazed. Yes, it was, uh, yeah, and, I, and I couldn't believe how quick they did it compared to 0809. Because I was I was in business myself during then, and I would say the I think they learned a lot from 0809. I was I was very pleased, and for the ones that want to play the card of I don't want the government's help or I don't need this, you don't know if you're going to need that or not. Let's hope let's hope you don't need it, but to not <laughs> apply for it and not accept uh, that help. Um, not real smart, you know? Not in this market. And if the no. government is looking to give you something, take it. Yeah, I mean, we they're not giving us anything we hadn't already paid in. So, well, you know. that's true. That's true. <laughs> so. so just getting some of it back before they give it all to the one percenters. Yes, exactly. So don't be too proud. Don't let your pride get in the way of cash is king. If I can tell you one thing, cash, cash, cash. That's it. That's it. Well, this uh, this is uh, fascinating, and I really appreciate this story. When I when you and I spoke originally a couple of weeks ago, I, I was really astonished. And uh, I, what I'd like you to do now is to give uh, your URL address and such for our listeners, so that they can come and pound your door down. Very good. Uh, so, th- like my web address, correct? Sure. Okay. It's um, www.alotechinc.com. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, under Tommy Kirk. Um, check you us out. Give your e- if you want to give your email personally, yes, uh, yes sir. Be I sure my do. guest. Uh, it's, it's very easy. It's Kirk K I R K T O M M Y at me dot com. I was one of the <laughs> early adopters of the uh, Apple products, so uh, um, that's where I got it. Kirk Tommy at me dot com. Uh, I like it because it's easy and simple. Right, right. That's very good, Tim. Yep. Tommy, I just want to uh, ask you maybe this sum things up, you mentioned that you go out and look for these inventors and entrepreneurs. Uh, is it, do you anticipate a time when they're going to come looking for you, or is that already happening, or are you working with colleges and county colleges and local uh, incubators to try to find those inventors? Yeah, so 
it's it's sort of a uh, interesting uh, way things have sort of happened. Um, we we found out early on that with what we were trying to do with our uh, creative investment strategy is what we've called it. Uh, we found out that it, it was either you, you found an inventor or, or a uh, entrepreneur that it was one of two ways, either one from one of your buddies that heard about me or talked about me or one of our customers had told somebody, hey, you need to go talk to Tommy. He could probably help you here. What we were really astonished about is that when we launched our Google AdWord campaign, we got very little interest, and if we did get any, it was uh, nothing wrong with Grandma, but Grandma was calling me and wanted to create a new silicon spatula because she had this idea, okay? <laughs> so, uh, which I'm not picking on Grandma. I love Grandma. So, uh, <laughs> but that's that's the kind of calls we were getting. So what we found out is when we talked to the ones that were referred to us, we realized that they either were too prideful, didn't really want to talk to us, and uh, that uh, because they didn't realize they needed us, okay? So you got that guy, and then you have the ones that are like, wow, why didn't I think to look for somebody like you? Because how do you Google a manufacturing company that will invest in your product, invest in your prototype, and help get you up and going that wants you to spend your money on sales and marketing and let them handle manufacturing the product, distributing the product for you? How do you know that... if you've never heard of it, it's really hard to Google it, right? So that's for sure. That's what we found out, and uh, so when we go out, yes, we're at like uh, we're local here in North Carolina. So we're I'm, I spent a lot of time at NC State, Carolina, uh, Duke, UNC Charlotte, UNC Wilmington, uh, Greensboro, and so we spent a lot of time with their uh, design uh, uh, for. Um, manufacturing design classes, uh, people that are going to school to design products, okay? So we spend a lot of time with those guys. We do a lot. I do a lot of uh, just talks, uh, a lot of PR from that standpoint, just go and speak it. Like we have a local manufacturing con uh, show every year, so I go to a lot of trade shows and just, you know, just speak on what I've learned. Mainly, I just go tell them what I what not to do. Hey, I did it this way. It was all wrong. I lost millions of dollars. Don't do like me. You know, here's here's what not to do is more more so what I try to give them because it's really um eye-opening when you meet somebody and and they find me at the last point and they spent their whole uh 401k on designing the product, making these prototypes, spent zero dollars in marketing, only to find out that uh, two years ago there was a better thing invented. It's selling like hotcakes, and they didn't even know that that was a com- competitor. So <laughs> it's those are the ones that break your heart. And and I'm a pretty, uh, I'm one of those kind of guys. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm passionate about what I do. Uh, some people say I can be abrasive because I don't have a lot of time, you know. Uh, we've got a local guy here that deals a lot with uh, software, uh, David Gardner. He's done a lot of work with Mark Cuban and some different guys. And I went in and talked to him one day, and he told me, you got five minutes. It's like, oh, okay, I didn't know. I thought I had a 30-minute. Nope, everybody gets five minutes. If I like what you're saying, you get 15. 
<laughs> so you just you don't have enough time in the day. But he he was smart to prioritize that and make that hey you know he wasn't being ugly. He wasn't trying to be abrasive. He just knew really quickly if the people got it and if they were at the level he could help them. You know. Um, and I try to do the same thing, but if they're not at the right level, I try to tell them, okay, if there's 10 stages here, you're really at stage three, but you really need to back up to one, gather a few more pieces of information, then come back and see me in three months, you know? So, uh, I don't know if that answered, you know, really what you were looking for or not. I tend to ramble. That's, that's all right. I mean, I thought it was great, Nate. I appreciate the fact that uh, you express prioritizing your time because it's the only thing each of us has uh, equally. We've got 24 hours in a day, and what we do with it, how we manage it and guard it and guide it is what really uh, makes a difference in the end result. So I, I want to thank you for joining us here on Manufacturing Talk Radio for just a brief time we've had you. Well. I thank you for uh, inviting me on. I, I love this stuff. I love what you guys are doing. And if I can ever be of uh, service, you just let me know, and I'll be right back on the phone. Great. Uh, if you come up okay. with – go ahead, Lou. I was just uh, thanking Tommy for joining us, and uh, I, I hope that uh, some of our uh, listeners will reach out and say, oh, my God, that's just what I've been looking for. Yes, sir. I hope so, too. I mean, it's it's truly a uh, labor of love for me. Um, and as you guys know, I mean, you, you guys have been doing this a long time. I, in our talk before, uh, Lou, I really appreciated a lot of the advice, you know, you had. I, you've seen a lot in 50 years of manufacturing, and, and I envy that uh, because it's um, – we don't know what we don't know. And if we're not That's out right. – talking to people and and really getting involved um we can't expect anything to change well isn't that the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different outcome (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh i'm just i'm thankful tommy you hit a big nail on the head and i encourage everyone to reach out to uh T. Kirk at allotechinc.com. It's A-L-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-C.com. And the website is A-L-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-C.com. Because you don't know. When you're an entrepreneur, I guarantee you, you don't know what you don't know. And Tommy can help guide you to get you some answers. Tommy, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, it, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Be well. Stay healthy. Will do. And we will post some links along with this podcast at mfgtalkradio.com, and we encourage you to come to that website and drill down to this uh, interview with Tommy Kirk. And a lot of great information here. More information will be posted so that you can uh, dive a little deeper and get a hold of Tommy and learn what you don't know, because when you know what you don't know, you're ahead of the game. As always, we appreciate all of our listeners and all the people involved with Manufacturing Talk Radio. And thank you for listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.